It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 21st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at R underscore OMD. We are back from the All-Star break. The Magic back at practice on Wednesday. Me back in the saddle after I took my own little All-Star break. Apologies for that. Uh, my intended it to be just the one day, but ended up being two because of internet issues. But I'm here now and ready to set the table for what's going to be an exciting final quarter of the season. Literally a sprint to the finish. 23 games remaining for the Orlando Magic. A half game between them and the final playoff spot. And a lot of work to do uh, to get where the Magic want to go, obviously. Uh, so we'll talk all about that coming up here on today's podcast. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. They did not take all-star breaks like I did. Um, so you can check out all, the latest on every team around the NBA just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Want to learn more about Friday's opponent, the Chicago Bulls? You check out Locked On Bulls. Want the national perspective, Locked On NBA. Want the fantasy perspective, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And there's NFL and MLB and college podcasts too. You can find them all on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Or tell your smart device to play podcast. Locked on and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic got back to work with a Wednesday evening practice. I think the rule is 4 o'clock is when the All-Star break officially ends, so everyone was doing evening practices this this day. But um, the Magic got back to work as they get ready for the final rush of the NBA season. Um, the general consensus, it, it seemed like there was some rust to knock off. Um, Aaron Gordon said that the defense was a little bit off and, and they need to tighten that up before Friday's game. Steve Clifford said really the goal with practice was to kind of get everyone's legs back under them, get them back into rhythm. So they played a lot more than they might during a normal practice. He said Thursday, they'll probably also play a little bit more than they normally do and then get back into regular prep and practicing as uh, uh, shortly after that. Um but uh, it really, it, this is about getting the team back together. It's, it's of course, a, a, a major layoff. Um, you know, a lot of time between here, uh, between the last game and, and the first practice. I mean, they last played last Thursday. And so definitely, you know, you're going to see this around the league where teams are going to be a little bit rusty. And, and Steve Clifford really said this. I, th- I said this before that the, the two weeks before and after the All-Star break are, are a good opportunity to try and Get some wins to try and steal some wins because teams are either looking ahead to the break and, and the time off or still getting their legs back under them after the break. Of course, this Magic team was not a team that that really wanted the break to happen when it did. Uh, heading into the All-Star break, Orlando was on a five-game winning streak, had won seven of their last eight games, had climbed from pretty much out of the playoff race to a half game from the playoff race. And any disruption to that rhythm 
is frankly a little scary. I don't think that's something that the Magic wanted to see or wanted to deal with, but every team has to go through it. It's just the way the schedule goes. Uh, and Orlando seemed eager and focused to get back to work. Of course, of course. We got to do everything that we can that's in our control to uh, give ourselves the opportunity to uh, play meaningful games down the stretch. We've been saying that over and over, and uh, you know, defense is going to give us that opportunity. Magic forward Aaron Gordon there, and, and defense really has been a key to this whole Magic turnaround. And, and, and I want to point this out because I do think it's important important to note this, that the Orlando Magic are a top 10 defense in the league. That's kind of skated under the radar for a lot of people. Orlando ended the, at the All-Star break 8th in the league in defensive rating. Since January 1st, the Magic are 3rd in the league in defensive rating, giving up 106.2 points per 100 possessions, I believe. Uh, they've been playing very good defense, and sometimes it hasn't felt like it. I think they've had some, some times where they've slipped a little bit, but generally the Magic have played very good defense or very consistent and solid defense for the last month and a half. And that's, you know, part of the backbone for the Magic's sudden success and sudden surge. It, it, it's really quite amazing. It's been 23 games since then, since, since January 1st. And Orlando has had a plus 3.2 net rating, but an 11-12 and 12 record. And I think it's safe to say that if the Magic, especially with the schedule the Magic have, which I'll talk about coming up in a bit, if the Magic play the last 23 games, or play the next 23 games the same way they played the last 23 games, this team is going to experience the success that it needs to make the playoffs, or to at least be in the conversation. It's not anything easy. It's not anything that's going to be automatic. This is a team that still has to fight and claw for everything that it gets. But it is a positive sign nonetheless and and something that the Magic, I'm sure, are are, are aware of and are pointing to as a, a sort of reason to believe in what they can do. But the bottom line is this too. This Magic team has never played under the kind of pressure and kind of scrutiny they're going to face over the next 23 games. They're trying to pick up exactly where they left off, playing some incredible basketball, and Nikola Vucevic said it really well. They don't expect to blow out every team the rest of the way. They, 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 they did catch some breaks during this five-game win streak, and, and no one, I think, is going to sit here and deny that. But at the same time, at the same time, the Magic took advantage of those opportunities, which they weren't doing before. And now comes the next big question. How do they play in close games? How do they play in games that they absolutely need to win? How do they play in games against teams that they are fighting with for the playoffs? The Detroits, the Miamis, they still got them on the schedule. The Washingtons, for now. How do they play against those teams? And when the chips are all down on the table, which they are now, how is this team going to react? Because no one on this team outside of Terrence Ross, DJ Augustin, and the coach Steve Clifford have played these kinds of games before. Aaron Gordon probably said it best, though. The only thing they can do is lean on and rely on each other. They're, I would say this about the Magic. They probably feel refreshed that they get this opportunity that they've been longing for for so long to play these meaningful games, to play games that matter at this stage of the season. And they seem excited and ready for this opportunity. These last 23 games, you know, each game was gonna, you know, it's huge. It's gonna mean something. So 
It'll be fun to play like that, man. You, know, you always want to compete for something, play for something. Uh, you know, there's going to be some really fun games, and it starts with Friday. You know, obviously the first game after the break can be a little tricky, but it's something to come out ready, prepared, and try to get a win on home court. And of course, the Magic will get that chance to do that with Nikola Vucevic back from the All-Star festivities Friday night at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. A, a big game against an opponent that may not have the best record or the biggest names behind them, but... Those are the games the Magic are going to have to try, are going to have to win and make sure they secure. And I'm going to explain why in just a moment. But the Magic, of course, were playing extremely well. That's in the past now. Now Orlando has to get themselves back going, get their defense cranked up, get their offense moving again, and get their wins piled back up because the race is on. It is not just a mere 23 games to the end of the season to the playoffs themselves. It is a sprint. It's going to be a sprint. It's a tight race. Uh, Orlando's only three games out of the sixth seed. I'm not saying they should shoot that high, but you never know. Brooklyn's schedule is not easy. Uh, so it's going to be a battle to the very, very end over the next few month, over the next month and a half as we get to the end of the season. It's going to be exciting, and it starts Friday night against the Chicago Bulls. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If there's one storyline, though, that, that's been creating optimism among Magic fans, it, it is the schedule. Uh, there is no getting around it. The statistics clearly show and clearly state the Magic have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the league. It doesn't just start, though, with Chicago against Chicago uh, uh, on Friday to start this thing off, to start the, 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 I guess, sprint to the finish here after the All-Star break off. It, it's the other opponents the Magic play. The Magic still play Cleveland twice, a, a tanking Cleveland team. The Magic still play Memphis twice, a team that's about the same record as the Magic, but clearly moving in the opposite direction. They still play the Knicks two more times. They still play the Hawks two more times. There are some bad teams still on the Magic schedule. A lot of bad teams. A lot more bad teams than other teams. In fact, according to Tankathon, the Magic have the third easiest remaining schedule in the league. That's by the by opponent winning percentage. The third easiest schedule. And a lot of people would look at that, and, and especially compared to other teams that the Magic are competing against, like uh, like Charlotte and Brooklyn, who have the second and third hardest remaining schedules in the league. Miami has the seventh hardest schedule. Only Detroit has a relatively easier schedule, seventh easiest schedule left this season. People would look at that and say, that's an advantage for the Magic. And it absolutely is. Two games against the Knicks, two games against the Cavs, two games against the Hawks, another game against the Bulls on Friday. Um... Games against Memphis, Washington, New Orleans. Those are games the Magic should win. If, if Orlando takes care of business, they have seven games that they absolutely should win that gets them to 34 wins. 
it's probably going to take 38-39 wins to get to the playoffs. So they got to find five more wins elsewhere, but they're set up in a good position to get to that number, at least by opponent. But to me, this schedule is not as it seems. Yes, the opponents are easy and are relatively easy, are, are beatable, and the Magic should absolutely find a way to beat those teams. And of late, they've been taking care of those teams. They blew out Atlanta on a tough back-to-back. They blew out New Orleans with the Anthony Davis saga still hanging over their head. They've struggled, though, with these teams. They've lost to Chicago this year. They've lost, you know, a game to Washington when they were still trying to win. They've struggled a bit with these teams that it feels like they should win. And remember, earlier in the season, there was that homestand, that four-game homestand that everyone pointed to as Orlando needs to take care of business on their home floor here against a relatively tame part of the schedule if they want to make the playoffs, and they failed to do so. I think they finished 1-3 and three on that homestand. But again, there's more than meets the eye with this schedule. While Orlando plays a lot of teams that feel beatable, they still have a tough road ahead. The Magic will play only 10 of their final 23 games at home. So 13 road games remain. On top of those 13 road games, six of their final eight are on the road. Six of their final eight. And that includes a an extremely difficult four-game road trip at Miami on March 26th, at the Pistons on March 28th, considering those are two teams the Magic are playing directly against. They feel like must-win games. March 30th at Indiana. And then April 1st at Toronto. A very tough game with Toronto as one of the best teams in the East. They also take on the, the, the road trip. Road trips really start right out of the All-Star break too. Orlando plays Chicago at home on Friday. but And then they play the Golden State Warriors next Thursday, presumably with Stephen Curry, who the Magic avoided in the first meeting that they almost won. But those are the only two home games between now and March 5th. Two home games between now and March 5th. Now, that road trip isn't, I wouldn't describe it as difficult, but I wouldn't describe it as easy either. You got Toronto in that road trip. And and really, you look at the first seven games coming out of the the All-Star break. Five of those seven teams have winning records. Only Friday's game against the Bulls and Tuesday's game against the New York Knicks on February 26th are against losing teams. This is all to say that that there is the ability to make up ground. There are there are gettable games in this stretch, including a really nice homestand in early March where the Magic play essentially all teams they should beat. The longest remaining homestand is a five-game set from March 14th to March 25th. Features the Cavs, Hawks, and Grizzlies. Or three of the five games. I think New Orleans comes to town in that stretch, as does Dallas. So all five of those games feel very winnable. Again, if you want to be a playoff team. 
but how the Magic start coming out of the break is going to be very determinative of whether they actually make this playoff push. Because these games are tough. These are the toughest game. This is the toughest stretch they have left, to be perfectly honest, is these next seven games. They're not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But these next seven games are going to set the magic up for the rest of the season. Can they hit the ground running again? Can they play at that high level? Can they bank up wins now? Because they're going to need all of that for the closing kick again. Six of the final eight on the road, including a final two, a, road, a closing road trip of at Boston, at Charlotte. Again, not easy stuff to close the season. And while you do get New York and Atlanta at home to close your home schedule in between uh, that, in between those road trips, that's of little solace because you're going to need to win those last games. It, it, it would seem. So Orlando trying to pick up pace, pick up the pace, trying to make up ground, is going to have to do so against a difficult part of the schedule. And so yes. It's easy to sit here and say Orlando is the third easy schedule in the league. It's easy to sit here and say there is plenty of opportunity because there is plenty of opportunity. But I would argue too that there's more than meets the eye here. And Orlando very easily could slip and fall here in these two weeks after the All-Star break that, that Steve Clifford warned his team about. Orlando has to pick up the wins now. They have to take care of their business now. And if we sit here two weeks from now after this opening stretch with the Magic in the playoffs, in the in, above the red line, then the Magic should be in really good shape to make the playoffs. I, I don't anticipate they'll lose contact. I'm not saying that, that losing on this stretch is, is a death knell by any means, but it's going to make the task that much harder. It's going to put more pressure to win those games that you have to win, which you have to win anyway. But Orlando needs to be ready and willing to hit the ground running immediately because the schedule is the toughest right now, at least for the rest of the season. And we'll see if the Magic can survive it and accomplish their goal of making the playoffs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD, and of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. On orlandomagicdaily.com, you can check out Nikola Vucevic's first comments about his free agency and a ranking of the best all-time Orlando Magic All-Star Game performances. That's all on orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, 
your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 